Experimental Radio since 1982. WWVU-FM, Morgantown. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you want the new and essential college radio, then look no further than the new music pioneer on 91.7. Every Monday through Thursday from noon until 6 p.m., tune in to hear the newest music from up-and-coming artists, along with some of our favorite throwback tracks. Again, Monday through Thursday, noon to 6 p.m., right here on U92 The Moose. Have you been missing out on quality sports content? Don't look any further than right here at U92 The Moose. Wednesday night, 6 to 10, it's the sports page. You know, the defense kind of gets lackadaisical. Man. Obviously. That's a big word, Brian. Yeah, I don't know how to spell it, so don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means, Sean? Lackadaisical. I don't even know what it means. You are. Yeah. In- <laughs> Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Beat the Clock here at U92 The Moose. Whether you're stuck in traffic, drinking your coffee, or eating your bowl of cereal, we appreciate you. I am your host, John Chansky. It's Monday and Friday morning. As always, is Brian Big Mac McQuellen. And Tanner Mounts Rushmore Mounts, uh, different a uh, little bit of a different lineup today with uh, Tanner and Anissa not being here. But uh, how are you guys today? I am sore. What a game last night. Yeah, what a game. It was uh, it was it was a interesting game last night. Uh, tough loss, but you know, mentally I'm uh, still asleep, but physically I'm here. But I'm ready to go, man. I'm excited. Yeah, so I guess we'll rip off the Band-Aid. Listeners, your favorite recreational basketball team, the U-92ers, season is over. Uh, Bright side, we played the best game of the year. (laughs) Bad side, we still lost. Um, Yeah, what (laughs) what did you guys think of the game? What do you think of the season overall? I had a great time, personally. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed playing. Uh, somewhat of like an organized basketball league again. Uh, I haven't really done that since middle school, so that was really cool to me. But uh, definitely wish it definitely would have felt good to to get one uh, to get a win underneath the belt. But uh, I had a good time with it. Yeah, no, I mean I had a you know it was it was, it was a blast being out there. Uh, you know the season didn't go as expected, but uh, you know we had some tough competition to say the least. Um, other than that, you know it was just a fun time with the boys, having a good time. Uh, you know, as I said, we didn't win as many games as we had hoped, but <laughs> we didn't win any games. By none at all. <laughs> by none at all, but, you know, it was competitive. It was it was a fun atmosphere to be in, and, you know, we fought to the final buzzer. So what do you think, Matt? I mean, it was just good to be back. Like, it's been a long time yeah. since I've played any competitive sports, uh, fighting through injuries and things like that. So it was good to cap it off with a game where I really felt healthy again and, like, felt good, was able to be yeah. You know that that physicality that they that, that one dude that they had he was he how was tall do you think huge. he was six he was, six he was like six 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 seven um he played 
I was talking to him. He was a really nice dude. Talking to him during the game. Yeah. Um. He played. A, he was a graduate student. So he an undergrad. He played at like this D two school. Um. And he said the center that he played behind ended up going to a G League team. Like got signed to a G oh, League wow. team when he graduated. Oh, really? So he was like, I was able to pick up a lot of things that like he did. Um. And he was just so crafty in the post. Yeah. Like that was one of the best post players I've ever played against. Watched. Um, you took a couple of charges, though, right? How many charges? Did you I got two on him early. We got him early foul two, trouble. Yeah, and I took two other. He he adjusted then, like he stopped just like yeah. he was a lot more of a finesse in the post then, and um, it got tough. But it was it was so it was nice to be like have that physicality again, yeah. that, that that competition again. It felt great to be back. Hey, we went out and we did what we were supposed to do. I mean, before the game, we said, hey, we got to shut down their point guard and. He didn't beat us, and I think he was averaging like 30 or something yeah, in the previous two crazy. games, and he scored. He probably had like 10. Yeah. Yeah, he had like a little run in the first and half. That, and that post guy, he said, we didn't know about him yeah, until the game so, started. They picked him up like no, midweek. Yeah, talking to him, they, they had him from the beginning. He just wasn't able. That was a law school um, team there. He just he was on a men's league and all. He's on a, on a team on the all men's league. He just wasn't able to make their first two uh, games. Oh, which the, the guard? No, the big dude. Oh. That's why he didn't play in their first two. Um, we almost beat them with a best player. Or second or second like, if he's off that team yesterday, we he, he he came off the bench to start the game. When he came in, we were up like fourteen four, twelve to four, something like that. <laughs> that lead got smaller and hey, smaller. I, I tried my best to limit him. Hey, no, I mean, hey, you had a couple big threes there in the first. Yeah, half. two keep or three. Him bay. Yeah, two it was, or three. Uh, yeah. Never hit a three in high school. Believe it or not. Oh, really? That's no, all really? I did in high school. Wow. And I couldn't hit a just three. just purely a uh, post postman. Yeah, I didn't even attempt a three. Wow. Yeah, with that size sixteen shoe, man. <laughs> it's tough because I got to be like a whole foot back behind the line, or else my toes on. You know, like a Kevin Durant. Yeah, but uh, if you if you enjoyed the United Tours uh, basketball league, may or may not be a softball league team in the works. <laughs> that remains to be seen, but that'll be. Uh, That'll be fun. Anyway, we got a ton to talk about, which is crazy when you think about it. Like in sports, especially at this time, football is officially done. And this week especially, NBA is going to go on a break. It's going to be their all-star. And so that really just leads you college basketball, hockey, and if you really wanted to, uh, spring training for baseball. And golf's going to start to pick up here. Um, so let's just hop into uh, – this West Virginia men's team here. Uh, they have a really big game tomorrow at noon as they take on Texas Tech. Uh, what's crazy about this West Virginia team is that they really feel like uh, a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type of team. Like uh, They play really well at home and then not so well away. And you saw that uh, this past uh, stretch when they were – uh, when they lost to Texas and Baylor, two really tough games against two really good teams. So now they put in themselves. Uh, it's a must-win game, uh, pretty much. Uh, they need to win uh, this game against Texas Tech, and uh, they have a quick turnaround on Monday against Oklahoma State. Uh, Tanner, I'll start with you. What did you see uh, from this uh, two-game road trip? Uh, what what are some of your observations from this team? Well, the way they came out against Texas was just embarrassing. They didn't look like they wanted to be on the floor, um, especially early with their turnovers. I will say though, like that game got out of hand quick, but 
like the effort never fell off. And I like I will applaud them for that. I mean, it was over really early. Um, Texas just was able to jump on them, um, take control of the game immediately. But you know, it, it looked like they had that mentality of like, well, like. Like, let's go for, like, one of the largest comebacks ever. Like, you know, they kept fighting. Um, and the Baylor game, I mean, <laughs> when a team shoots 14-27 to 27 from three, I mean, the fact that they only really let up 80 points despite Baylor shooting 14-27 of 27 from three, 52%. Like, that's an absurd number. Like, that is crazy. Um, I mean, West Virginia probably could have done a little bit of a better job getting some hands on a lot of those we're open threes, and of course, you know, with a team like Baylor are going to knock them down. Um, you know, they won the offensive glass, won the rebounding battle. Really, like, the numbers are very similar other than the shooting. Um, uh, they both had 13 turnovers. West Virginia led in steals, led in blocks, uh, assist numbers. Baylor had that one by one. West Virginia had four more rebounds. It just came down to Baylor shot 51% from the field and then 52% from three. Uh, and, I mean, that made the difference in a 12-point game. But, you know, it was kind of back and forth early. West Virginia had a lead. Uh, Baylor couldn't really extend their lead much. Uh, and then they, they went on that, that three-point shooting barrage, got up like 12-15, and then they were never really able to expand their lead after that. West Virginia was kind of toe-for-toe for, uh, with them, shot-for-shot. Shot late in that game to kind of stick around with it. But uh, I think the fact that you only lose by 12 points when a team hits 14 of 27 threes, uh, it's certainly not something that you want, but it's something that you can, you know, kind of use going forward and how you played that tough team in a lot of other areas. Uh, if I mean, sometimes you just got to throw your hands up and say that they were the better team. We got beat. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I think, obviously, just watching the game uh, – Baylor just their offense was very smooth. They're moving the ball well. So you know, I, I, as much as you want to be critical of West Virginia's defense, I think it was more of like Baylor's offense. They were just making the extra pass uh, a couple times. May, yeah, we may have fallen asleep a little bit on defense, but there's a bunch of, like they had that one possession where it ended with a Jalen Bridges three, where they just moved the ball. It was like five or six passes, and yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, so I mean, that basketball is fun to watch, even when it's the opposing team, like a rival like Baylor. Um, but. It's you know for West Virginia it's you drop two on the road so it's not looking it's not looking great but if they can take care of business the next two home games they'll be right back on the right track and you know hopefully steal one of their last three games so they and they come Big Twelve tournament you know they're ready to go get a win and you know hopefully be dancing March Madness yeah, I think the magic number is three three um, more and I think however you get those whether it's one in the regular season two in the tournament two in the regular season one in the tournament like I think I think they need three. Uh, and I mean, getting one in the tournament would include a pretty big one with our seed. Uh, so, I mean, 15, 18 wins in the Big Twelve—that that's got to put you in the tournament. Seventeen, we'll be a little anxious on Selection yeah. Sunday, but I think the magic number is uh, eighteen. And if they can get their uh, next two home ones here with Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, which are no pushovers, as none are in the Big Twelve. Um, I mean, West Virginia's favored pretty heavily in, Texas, in the Texas Tech game. I'm not sure about how they'll be in the Oklahoma State game because they've really come on as of late. But uh, they, they they seem to play a lot better at home. So if they can pick up those two, they just need either one of their last three or the, a game in the tournament, and I think they'll get in. Uh, especially 
because one of our last four will be a ranked one. Then you pick yeah. up another ranked win. Oklahoma State's going to be a quad one win if you can get that. Texas Tech, I believe, will also be a quad one win. If not, it'll be a quad two. But, um, yeah, I think it's crazy. I don't know if you guys saw. They actually jumped up in net rankings after yeah, this weekend. Just because that. of the teams that they're playing mm-hmm. and things like that. They jumped from 25 to 22, which is crazy. Um, and people are saying, like, oh, how are you going to be the, the, the 22nd best team in the net rankings and not make the tournament? I mean, that's great. Like, it shows how good of a team you are. Um, but you still have to take you, care of business. you got to earn it. Yeah. Like, you do have to earn a bid. Uh, you shouldn't just get it because of the analytics saying that you're one of the better teams. you got to earn it. you got to go out and get wins. I don't care how tough the, the division is. That's something that they've actually been able to do this year despite how crazy the Big 12 is. I mean, they have four four conference wins, which is something we didn't see last year with a chance to add to that here late in the season. So, I mean, I, I'm excited to see what happens if they make the tournament because of that net ranking and how much credit they're getting for uh, how they play in the Big 12, how great the Big 12 is to see. You know, we've, we've seen them have success against out-of-conference teams with Auburn. Uh, that was a big win. Uh, I mean, they were great coming into it. They almost beat Xavier, who's now a top 15 yep. team in the country. They played with Purdue up until like the last six minutes, which is a big one. They beat Pitt, who uh, is looking like a really good win. They're about to be ranked if they keep this up. I don't know how they're not. Already Florida. Ranked. I don't know if Florida's looking. Florida's kinda, big man just got out for the season. They were, I believe, like Florida was it was trending towards yeah. looking promising, and I think they just plateaued Castleton and traded a little bit. Yeah, like their big guy. Yeah, uh, they hit once they hit uh, SEC play. They started one two. Five and three, um, and it was kind of looking promising. And they ended up beating number two Tennessee, which really helped. But then they've lost three of their last four, so they've they're probably not going to be a tournament team. They're fourteen and twelve, I believe. They're a quad two win, um, so it's not a terrible because that was a, that was a neutral site yeah. game. So that kind of changes your whole quad one. It's something like for a home game, it's got to be in the top a top 50 team, mm-hmm. um, neutral site, top 75, away game, top 100 is what it needs to be for a I quad see. one. Yeah. So you say, but you did say, so you're going back to your magic number three. So you think if they get three more wins regardless? I, I would be shocked if they get, yeah. if eight, if 18 wins does not put them Bracketology in has them as a t- 10 seat right now, or maybe 11, but still, they're still in it. So if they, they again, they, I think they really need to win these next two home games. So, that's important. Yeah. And then you're going to Kansas, then Iowa State, and home against West Virginia. So, I mean, home against Kent State. Um, so you really got to steal one of those, too. Yeah, it's crazy when you're looking at the schedule ahead. They have uh, Texas Tech, uh, again, on Saturday, and then Oklahoma State on Monday. And then they have – then they're at number five, Kansas, at 19, Iowa State. And then they close out the regular season at home versus 12, Kansas State. So – Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, these are probably, you know, quote unquote, their easiest games because they're not ranked. But again, as we've seen all year long, no team's really a bad team in the Big 12. You could look at record and kind of scoff at that. But these teams uh, really are uh, feisty when it comes to that. I mean, look at even look at Texas Tech, the Red Raiders now. They, start, they started uh, conference play worse than West Virginia did. Uh, but ever since the um, uh, SEC Big 12 challenge, they've sort of 
found their footing a little bit. I mean, in that game, they beat LS, they beat LSU at LSU 76-68. Then they beat Iowa State at home 80-70. to Lost a close one to Baylor. Lost another. Uh, well, they got washed by Baylor, but then lost a close one at Oklahoma State. Then beat Kansas State. And then beat Texas by seven. So they've really come on as of late. I mean, they're 3-10 and ten in conference play. But they were able to beat a Texas team that West Virginia uh, struggled against. Uh, so what are you really looking forward into this game? Uh, I think it'll be an interesting one. Uh, as we know, West Virginia beat them 76-61. But this one, I feel like it's hard to beat a team two times. Yeah, I mean, it helps that you're, you know, you know he's not here, I'm going to say. It. it helps you're in the Collie. Um, so oh. I can't get yelled at. I'm sure oh, we'll get it. I'm sure uh, oh, we will be getting Lambert will be texting me we about that. He hates the word collie, but yeah. you know, it helps it. You know, you're in the collie. Uh, we shoot a little bit better in the collie. Oh, um, <laughs> but no, uh, for real, I think you got to see a little bit of a better performance at Jimmy Bailey. Only had one point last time. That's not, that's not gonna, you're not gonna have, you're not gonna rely on 22 from, uh, Toussaint, 15 from Seth Wilson. You're going to need a little bit more of your starting lineup. Don't expect – I mean, this is the game that the bench really came out, proved that they deserve more minutes. Um, but I mean, I, you got to look to see some other guys get more involved. I mean, Bell had one shot, Mitchell four, Matthews three, Keedy four. Um, like, look for them to take a little more shots. Uh, Eric Stevenson, you know how he shoots on the road versus how he shoots at home. So I, I think it will come down to shooting and scoring, not relying on your bench to give you that. Like, you're going to need your top guys to continue to score. Because uh, this Red this Red Raiders team, if they're known for one thing, is that defense. So if you can score against them, you kind of fare pretty well. But I don't know. I mean, the fact that we were able to win 15 on the road when we are a much better team at home is definitely a bright sign. But, I mean, they can't use that walking into the game they gotta they gotta really be on their game focused making sure they're not you know we already beat them in their house they're not going to beat us here because that i mean they're going to be coming in with a chip on their shoulder yeah yeah i agree i think what's really important uh that they do is not to be caught looking ahead because it's easily because you could easily dismiss your next two opponents just because i know these aren't uh any ranked opponents, and we have to take care of minutes later down. It's really important that, uh, especially with the position they're at, especially after that tough uh, stretch of two road games that they just went on, that they do take care of business at home because it's really important. Again, like you said, Tanner, they need the. We believe the magic number is three, and if if you pick up two in the regular season, why not do it at home? Why not do it these uh, these next few games? Why not take care of business and put yourself in position to maybe steal uh, one of those three remaining games? But yeah, no, I think uh, this one's going to be really intriguing. Um, like you said, it, uh, the last time they played, it was different contributors than we're normally used to seeing. I mean, Joe Toussaint scoring 22 and then Seth Wilson 15. We haven't really seen them do that since or even before that game. So it'll be interesting uh, you know, if they replicate a similar performance like that or if it's going to be the usual suspects like like your Eric Stevensons, like your Trey Mitchells. Um, 
I expect a big game out of Jimmy Bell because uh, it feels like he hasn't had one in a little bit, and it feels like, I don't know, it just feels like he's due. Uh, I mean, we've seen uh, when he's on, he could be a big presence down low. Um, yeah, Brian, anything else to add? Yeah, no, I, I, screw, I agree with what you guys are saying. Um, we need some more guys. I, there's some, I, I agree Jimmy Bell has a big game coming for him. Um, I think... Just shooting the ball, uh, you know, they didn't shoot great. I, I don't think they shot awful against Baylor, but, um, yeah, no, I agree with you guys then. Yeah, they shot just I, under 50% yeah, or something yeah. like so that. I think and, it was just more of – And then Baylor from three, they hit yeah. 51% from three. So it's pretty much any yeah, Baylor, three they were yeah. chucking up, It's it was pretty much a 50-50 bet whether it was yeah. going in, whether it was not. Um, and like we said, Baylor's a really good team. Um. So I do have a – I am wondering, uh, Tanner, I'm going to ask this one to you because you, <laughs> I think you're our resident uh, expert when it comes to seeding and everything compared to the tournament. If they take care of business, like say they get those three wins, what what potential seeding do you see West Virginia going? Like what, what, what do you think their highest is? What do you think their lowest is? And where do you think they stand? Because that's one thing I definitely haven't <laughs> quite been able to – get a good gauge on uh, because again you, i mean every time after a loss uh, i go over to joe uh lundry lundari lenardi L- lenardi i'll get that right one day um and just always see where he has them uh so what uh yeah what, what would you think yeah so another another guy that i really like looking at is andy katz uh he's kind of like the ncaa march madness is um you know, Barakatology guy. And he currently has us at the this was February thirteenth, so this was Monday. He had us at the nine line. Um right. so I mean and then you go to like CBS and um Jerry Palm, he's their main guy. He has this at the twelve line is like one of the last four in. So I mean it, it's all over the place. I think it comes down to where where were they respect the Big Twelve? Like obviously everyone knows they're the big uh, the best conference in the in, in the sport but they have some they have some losses against some some questionable teams that will come back um there let me pull up their net rankings right now because i know that has but do you think the big 12 gets nine teams i do you think they get i think they do i think um oklahoma uh one two three four five six seven eight it depends i mean we'd be that ninth team right We'd, We'd be the eighth. Be the eighth. The I mean, eighth. Yeah. this is why this Texas Tech game is so big for both of us because we're both sitting right there, like on the bubble. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a huge one. It was kind of like the <laughs> Oklahoma game a couple weeks ago, where at that point we were both right there. We were the first four in there, the last four, first four out, kind of sitting there. We were able to get the win. They've kind of fallen off since and have fallen um, probably out. They would need. A run in the tournament i would believe yeah. especially being at 13 and 13 texas tech probably needs you know three or four more wins pick one up in the tournament because texas texas tech has a lot of like valuable wins like they beat texas yeah they beat, i think iowa state as well you know that not that we don't have any valuable wins but they have some really impressive like top five top yeah five so wins. um what's really going for us is we have five quad one wins which is a decent amount uh 11 quad one losses uh, but then like, we're three and zero against quad two teams, one and zero against 
quad three teams, six and zero against quad four. So we do have the argument of our only losses are like quad one teams. So that will go a very long way. Um, Texas Tech that we're twenty second in that ranking. Texas Tech is. Oh geez, I'm scrolling. I did not think they'd be that far down. <laughs> Unless I missed them. I don't see. I went all the way to one twelve, and I don't see him. Who the Red Raiders? Yeah. Maybe I just missed them. Let me go back up. No way they're ahead of us. Yeah, I don't know where they are, but apparently they're not very high. Um, but that puts us ahead of teams net rankings wise, and all the analytics of teams that we've beat, schedule that we've played. Um, that puts us ahead of teams like Oklahoma State, like Duke, um, like Pitt. Who's all the way down at forty-eight? Um, so I mean, I don't know. I think if you get those three, you're definitely in. Yeah. I think it depends on which three you get that will be your seeding. Like if you win your, you know, these next two, and then you knock off, I don't know, like an Iowa State on the road again, yeah. or I mean, if you if you get a game like Kansas, at Kansas, uh, something yeah, like that, that, like that, we, that could bump us Kansas. up to like a nine. Um, I think. I think so. I think the range, like the question you asked. I think best case scenario, like if we were to pick up these two home wins and then get like two more ranked wins, play everyone else close, I could see us getting to that eight, nine level. Um, and then obviously worst case scenario is falling off uh, and not making it. Yeah. But I think you get those if you if we get the three easiest, which is Texas Tech, uh, Oklahoma State, and then honestly the one that we might get the least respect for is Kansas State at home because yeah. in the tournament we'd be playing. We'd be playing a two seed, so we'd get Texas. So obviously that would be a huge one to knock them off in the tournament. As of right now, I mean, there's three teams tied for first in the Big Twelve, so this yeah. is going to go. It's going to be a crapshoot coming down the end. But um, I think if we get the three easiest ones, which is our three home games, I think we probably get the ten line, maybe the eleven as you know one of those first four yeah, games yeah. Uh, that have to be played. But uh, I think three is the magic number. You're in. You get two. You're definitely probably playing the first yeah. first four game if you get in. So we'll see how it plays out. It's it's just it's interesting to see all different where they have us. I mean, Joe Lenardi has us at the um, he's ESPN's big one. He has us at the ten line. Andy Katz has us at the nine, like I said, and then Jerry Palm has us at the twelve. Oh, so, okay, so a pretty big range there yeah, from um, 9 to 12. Which is why I think it comes down to how much do they respect the fact that all of our losses, because we have a lot of losses, but yeah. they're all quad one losses. How much do they value that? How much will that play a factor? Do they just look at, you know, have we earned it, or do they look at what kind of team we are? It'll be interesting to see. But, you know, I've never had, <laughs> being a Duke fan growing up, I've never really had a stressful selection Sunday. <laughs> it's always just like, what are our matchups yeah. going to be? Um, <laughs> but this year a bit different. Yeah, like <laughs> we might la- see you guys. I mean, I mean, yeah, even yeah. last year it was like you knew Duke was going to be a one seed. Um, you knew West Virginia was out, so like I just watched Selection Sunday. Like, yeah, you were whatever. happy, but all of us were miserable. Yeah, I mean, it was like <laughs> I mean, I've, as a Duke fan, you've been more happy than you've been sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I know. I know. Hey, so if most teams are. If Duke plays West Virginia. You're, you're waiting for West Virginia, right? That yeah, that is, that is a question I want to know. I would probably root for West Virginia just because I've watched more of their games. Yeah, uh, but then part of me is also like, who do I think has a better chance of winning yeah. it at all? Well, that's a good... I mean, this year, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Duke's getting healthy. 
And yeah, they, and it's not like they don't have any talent either. No, that's true. Yeah, no, and I mean Duke itself, they they their talent is there. I just feel like it hasn't really clicked. At least the games I've seen, like we saw that Miami game. But I mean, it's a very high possibility right now. Duke's on like the nine line. Like they're gonna get in. Like they have this easy stretch of games coming up that they'll probably pick up two, three more wins. But I don't know. It'd be it'd be interesting to watch. Lenardi at one point had them playing each other. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw And we were playing Kentucky at one point too, so yeah, Kentucky's down oh, to miss the tournament. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah Andy Katz has Duke as an eight, West Virginia as a nine. Oh. He doesn't have him he just has him seated yeah. one through sixty eight. So Wow. That'd be that'd be wild. All right, and then the one last question we'll talk about the men's then we'll switch gear uh to the women's team. For this crucial stretch here to close out the season, who do you guys think for this team needs to step up and be that bona fide leader? For me, it's going to be uh, the cop-out answer, so to speak. But I think yeah. it's going to have to be Stevenson. I think he's going to have to continue to shoot well at home. And for one of these games, either at Kansas or Iowa State, he needs to shoot well there to at least give him a chance. Uh, because I think... Again, for again, we think the magic numbers three more. If they get one, if they get all three in the regular season and one of them's away, that will help boost their stocks. So I think Stevenson needs to be the guy. But truth be told, any answer uh, that can be found, I, I would I could agree with. Yeah, no, uh, obviously Stevenson. Because I've said it before, like we're at our best as a team when Stevenson has best. Like all the big games we've won, he's had big performances. Yeah. One guy um, who I think. Is going to step up down the street. I think Seth Wilson, obviously, you guys know I'm a big fan of his coming off the bench. They kind of need that push because he comes in and usually hits a couple yeah. threes. He's been a little, last couple of games, I don't think he shot very well. Um, and then, as you guys said, like Jimmy Bell, I think he's got a, a big game coming from him because, like, uh, at some points he's out there. I, I mean, he might not be getting foul calls, but um, he's had some, I don't know, he's been struggling as of late. Uh, and actually, honestly, like, I think Trey Mitchell's got to have to step yeah. up a little bit because he's been, he hasn't really shot the ball well. The Texas game. You know, we'll put in behind us, but he didn't have his best performance. Yeah. Mitchell's sort of also been like their second leading contributor yeah, this year. Exactly. So if I'm going to say I'll say Trey Mitchell is going to be the guy because when Stevenson's not playing or not shooting well, they need somebody else to step up and hit shots. So I think Trey Mitchell's going to have to be that guy if this team wants to make March Madness. So mine's going to be Kedrian Johnson. Okay. Um, the games that he p- plays well, uh, West Virginia tends to play well, excluding the uh, Texas game, which I mean we were in that one large part to him he had 22 six to nine from the field uh he had six turnovers in that one though but i mean just looking at his numbers here the games like iowa state he put in chipped in 22 he was a big factor why we won that game uh oklahoma he had 16 but everyone kind of went off that game then you look at some of the losses uh this past weekend he had five at texas four at baylor um two against tcu in the loss so he plays a lot of minutes too. So he does, yeah. Person. I mean, he's he, he's our best defender. He's our best on ball defender oh, yeah. by yeah. far. Uh, so like his value there never falls. Like, yeah. um, but like offensively, when when he gets going, it just adds this whole other like yeah. layer. Because he took a big step from last year. Because last year he didn't really wasn't much of a scorer. But this year, like he he gets to the free throw line a lot. And, you know, usually knocks him down. But like last year, like he wasn't much of a scorer. But this year, like you have to respect. Like if he's not, oh has an open shot, he's shooting it. Yeah, uh, and he's he's making a bunch of them. So yeah, no, I I definitely think Kedrian. Yeah, he probably the, doesn't get enough credit, but yeah, yeah, he's shot um, on the season 122 free throws this season. He's made 100 of them. Yeah, wow. that's, so that's, that's pretty good. That's yeah, a that's pretty really good, good number. Yeah, but um, 
like I, I don't know. I like to see him attack because he's also great at finding the open guy. Like he finds open shooters. Then uh, he finds like Jimmy Bell down low, Okonkwo. And he finishes through contact a lot of the time. Too. Yeah, he does. He's yeah. a great. He's a, he reminds me a lot. Not quite as skilled offensively, um, but like at times he shows glimpses of like Malik Curry last yeah. year. Yeah. Like when like he would just like drive through the paint, finish through contact, get a bucket. Uh, obviously, he's not quite as skilled offensively he makes that up on the defensive yeah. end but when he gets going this team it, it just seems like it has a different edge to it um like a different mindset so i think i think he could be a huge factor uh coming down late in the stretch here yeah no i think uh all those answers are true and i think as a whole the team's gonna have to step up here and they're gonna have to show that they want this uh and then if you really wanted to look at it it's uh all signs lead to Bob Huggins. He's going to have to be the one to get these guys ready. He's going to have to get these guys unified. All right, switching gears here, we're going to go to the uh, WV women's team. After a three-game losing streak, they resounded in a big win at home against number 21 Iowa State, beating them 73-60. And then this week, they had another big win as they beat Kansas 62-60. This game, of course, was broadcast right here on United to the Moose. Zach Anderson and Jonathan Hamilton were on the call, and they did a phenomenal job, I think. Um, this game was closer than it should have been. Uh, Brian, I know you and I were doing a pre-half post yeah. for that. Uh, they had a pretty nice lead, and then... They, as a lot of games of theirs go, they have a nice first half and then a nice-ish third quarter, and then they have a scoring drought in the fourth. Sometimes it seems like sometimes they'll win them, and then most times they'll lose them. Uh, it was looking scary there for a yeah. bit there. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. Um, I'll kind of compare this to uh, when we were doing the uh, Iowa State when we were talking about the Iowa State men's game a couple weeks back when we were at home. It feels like one of those games you stole a little bit. Like they were in control the entire game, but. You know, Kansas hits that layup, it goes overtime, yeah. and he knows what happens. And um, Jackson, I believe her name is, she was 9 for 9 up until that point. Yep. I remember we, I was sitting right over here, and we were listening to Zach Anderson and uh, Jonathan Hamilton uh, make the call, and, like, our jaws kind of just dropped at that yeah. moment. Um, obviously, Quinterly didn't have her best na- best game, but they had some people really step up. Like, uh, Kai Watson really took that yeah. uh, lead- leading role offensively, and then she was feeding people. And then, obviously, Isis Bay had the big game off the bench. So... I can only imagine how good this team is when Quinterly is going to be at her best and the players like that are stepping up. Because, I mean, it's a long season. Like, your best players are going to have off games. Yeah. So, I think, you know, you take the win because they needed this win badly. And, you know, they were in right in the middle of the Big 12. They were at 6-6 six and six going to this game in the Big 12. Yeah, no, this game was uh, – this one was tough to gauge for us going into it. We thought they would win. Um, but they this is uh, – this game was weird because they weren't – at their full strength. They weren't yeah. completely healthy. Uh, they had some different stars in there because of these injuries. And Ta- Tavi Diggs started and uh, Danny Nichols. Uh, but I think uh, what they got from everybody, uh, they all stepped up when they had to. Uh, and then, of course, Madison Smith, as she's done her entire career here, was able to help lead this team. But I think the player who impressed me a, a ton was Isis Bay. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about her a lot in that pregame segment thinking that she needed to contribute a bit more as she uh is i believe she's the tallest player on the team and she just gives them a different look offensively and uh kansas had uh uh 
uh, Jackson was a yeah. really big player. I think she's six six, uh, and she's and Isis Bay is only six three, I believe. So there's still that three inch difference. But again, it's that size that you needed. Um, and she stepped up and she played really well. Uh, and that was from her coming off the bench yeah. too. So the fact that they were able to get uh, fresh legs and use them. Uh, and substitute players and everything uh, it was really big for them uh, and again it was way closer than it should have been as they only won 62 to 60 but like one of my philosophies is you never apologize for a loss if at the end of the day it's still uh, a check mark in the win column yeah it, I mean Coach P's got to be pleased that uh, you know they lost the rebounding battle but they're missing their, their starting center. They're missing their top lead brand, rebounder in Blackston and Hemingway. I don't know if there's been an update yet. Uh, I'm assuming Blackston would probably be back before Hemingway just kind of looks like if either of them come back. But I, mean, I don't really want to speculate. Um, so it was nice to see. I mean, I mean Watson came in and got, grabbed six boards. Yeah. Um, she was three of five from three. That could, you know, she, It kind of reminded me she took 13 shots. Knocked five of them down. It, it very, it looked like a Jayla Hemingway type of performance. Yeah. You know, hitting the boards, uh, being able to step out and hit a three here and there, uh, being aggressive down low, making things happen. Uh, she also finished with five assists. So I mean, she she would she did a great job of finding, um, especially Isis Bay. Isis Bay really fed off of everyone. You know, kind of getting in the paint and finding her down low. They had a bunch of like those wraparound passes, um, and she was able to knock them down, but. I think West Virginia has to be most pleased with the fact that they shot 11 to 25 from three. Yeah. Like this team that struggles um, mightily from the line, like you have to, you have to take that and, you know, try to continue that success. Um, You know, especially from these, you got three of them there from Watson, one from Bay, uh, one from Bates uh, that came in. So yeah, that Bay one, that was like, I think I believe that was one of the last shots of uh, Cora. It was one of the last ones. It was like a heave. But yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, three pointing uh, was definitely a welcome sight to see because, as we've known, this team has struggled shooting all year long, and it's not like they're taking terrible shots. They get open looks and uh, they shoot them, but they just don't hit them at a high clip. And the fact that they were able to go this way, it's really good and. You know, it's a bit late in the season now to really think that their shooting woes will just completely stop. But if they <laughs> just improve or at least have games like this, that really helps them a long way. That really helps this offense out because they do have shooters. <laughs> it's just whether or not they're going to be knocking them down at a consistent pace. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, no, for sure. So, you know, just looking at their final stretch of the schedule here, the regular season, you know, you're at – you're at Texas, you're at Texas Tech, home against Kansas State, home against Oklahoma State, and at Baylor. So how many games here do you think they have? Like, what's the what What do they need to do to, you know, get that bid or to be able to play in March Madness? So right now um, ESPN's main – I'm not exactly sure who it is. ESPN's main bracketology for women's basketball has them as the next four out. Um, so things are a little tight right now, and I think that com- comes from – because uh, you see they have 16 wins compared to the guys, 15. Yeah. The Big 12, it's it's good in women's basketball, but it's not to the level that we're seeing in the men's, which is why, you know, that 16 wins is a little bit, you know, a little bit back. 
Uh, they don't quite have as many good wins. They've struggled against the good teams that they've played this year. They only have two ranked wins, um, one being Baylor, one being Iowa State. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think you need three, maybe four, to end the season. Um, and that's, I mean, that's going to be tough with you know the injuries that they have. If they can get healthy, maybe they got a shot at it. They got two more at home. You think they gotta have? Maybe grab one more on the road. Win a their seed for the Big Twelve tournament is not too bad. They'll end up playing. Let's see here. There, there. I think they'll end up with Baylor. Is what it'll look like. Yeah. So I think as of right now, they'd play Baylor first. Someone that uh, they were able to beat at home uh, earlier in the season. So, I mean, they'll end with them too. So there's a chance of back-to-back there. So if you can make a run in this tournament, which with their seed they're more than capable of doing, um, then then you'll get in. But I think the number is probably around 20 to 20, secure yeah. to uh-huh. secure one of those last spots just because uh, their, their, their schedule hasn't been as tough. They've struggled against some of the top teams, don't really have many impressive wins on this season. Uh, but that's not to take anything away from West Virginia. I don't yeah. think anyone was expecting this kind of first season out of Coach P's team. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say, based off of what we've seen so far, I am expecting them to go down swinging. Like, I don't think this yeah. is going to be something that we write them off the tournament. Yeah. This, they're going to be on that bubble line to the end of the season. I, I, Coach yeah. P's. If any team's poised to make a run, I do think. It's, yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, it's sort of like a double-edged sword at this point because, again, a lot of uh, a lot of us here at the station think uh, the biggest thing we wanted to see this year is just what direction Coach P was going to take this team into the future, and what team, uh, what how uh, Don Plitz White led team is going to look now and in the future. And they've had a really strong season, uh, you know, just because again there was a whole lot of unknowns and a lot of question marks coming to this year. And at this point, they've put themselves in position to make a run at the tournament and you know not even as a fan perspective just you you really want them there you want this for them you want this for this program you want this for the players and you want this for their coaching staff so you really want to see them succeed here um and a large part of that begins uh on the 19th when they face uh texas uh because uh tanner uh Lambert and I called uh, that game uh, at home a couple weeks ago when they lost 69-56. to And as we've been saying every time we bring it up, uh, that score is not indicative of how that game was. It wasn't a complete wash. It was very uh, closely contested the entire time. Uh, a lot of weird things happened in that game. Like the start of the second uh, quarter, it took like 10 minutes to get through the first three minutes because of there's so many foul calls so many stoppages and everything and then at the end of the third they went on a huge run and they were down close to three i believe then like we've seen multiple times they opened the fourth on a drought that eventually did them in and they couldn't keep up uh and as i said i think that's a game that uh like this texas this upcoming game at texas i think is one that they have circled and one that they want because they were so close to getting that at home. That would have been a huge win for him. And Texas has only gotten better since then. Um, but now it's even tougher because, one, you're at Texas. Two, uh, 
you're injured. Uh, you, you're not gonna have. You're not gonna I think get your full Hunter strength. Got hurt too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there, it's it's uh, that's a big one there. But they have other opportunities, and they'll be at Texas Tech, and then they'll be home uh, versus Kansas State and Oklahoma State, and they're close out the year at Baylor. So they have their opportunity, and then of course they will have a uh, Big Twelve tournament play and everything. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, for sure. But as you just said, those scoring droughts, um, you know. I, I we kind of saw in the beginning of the Kansas game too. I think they started down nine zero. Yeah. Um. You know. So obviously, you know, it's a game of runs. Like it's going to happen. You're not going to go forty minutes every game for the rest of the season. Yeah. But like you know, I, I I've said this before on the show. Uh, how you start is like just important. How you finish. Yeah. Because those nine zero runs in the beginning, those come to bite you at the end. Uh, obviously they they came back and you know they tied it up and whatnot and took the lead obviously, but uh you know down the strength of the se- down the, down the length of the season these last couple of games. Those scoring droughts in this, like, doesn't matter when they are, they hurt you just as equally. And obviously, the Kansas game we saw it in the fourth quarter, like, I mean, that's probably the worst time to get. Yeah, it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another another words of wisdom on beat the clock. Hey, sure everyone's smiling out there, it's man. Not, <laughs> how you start is just important. Right. As I'm not gonna lie, it was uh, it was rainy when we walked here, and then I was wearing my rain jacket, and Tanner Mounts over here says, uh, "You complimented my jacket." And hey, we got the same one. It's a, such a nice jacket. Yeah, it is. It brought a smile <laughs> to my face, it's, man. It's the it's a Columbia like yeah. wind. I think when when, wow. when you uh when you said that, like you know, it was raining, and then like the sun just came out. Oh, you, uh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. I was I was worried this morning. Like I I was telling them. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if I was gonna. I parked like ten minutes away, so I was like, I have to walk to my car. Um. And I look out my window, and it was yeah, literally raining sideways. <laughs> it was so windy. It was sound weather, man. Yeah, I had sent a text. I was like, "If it's like this, I'm not. I'm not coming." See, I, I would have had to walk here. Yeah, I don't know if I would have made that. Oh I, man, yeah, it, been, it, would, it might have just been, been the Tansky show. Yeah, I would have just had a podcast. A two-hour Tansky show. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, yeah, like what? Well, like I was saying, I went to bed at like close to eleven thirty. Woke up at like three, just yeah. to the wind and rain, just howling outside. I'm like, oh, jeez. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, a new Polo G song dropped last night. So oh, I was wow. listening to that on repeat for like two hours, and I fell asleep at like two. <laughs> you sent it, you send it you, to Lambert. Did, did oh no, no, uh, he, he would have got mad. Did at me. you get the weekly Brian apology text? Oh uh, no, 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 I was, no, dude, no, I was no. gonna go home and cry. I just got the, <laughs> dude, no, but I did see, I did see the the heart post, the post uh, game Lane tweet after the game. Yeah, man, I was, it, I was just disappointed myself, man. Yeah. I, I made a play that changed the course of the game. Uh, yeah. Stupid play on my part. No, you're, you're. Post had me like, oh yeah, I felt like I was yeah, like, like, I didn't damn. realize because I know you've talked about it. But I'm like, man, four years is a long time. Yeah, it's been four years yeah. since I've played anything competitive. That's crazy. That's insane. Hey, yeah, it's just it's you know shows the hard work and de- determination, man. Yeah. A lot of people would have just been like, I'm never playing basketball again. Grit and grind, dude. It was tough. Like the, honestly, the, my like saying how good it felt this past game. I think it was because for majority of that game, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, it was just one of those things that like, you know. Having two knee surgeries like that affects you. Like today, the rainy weather, yeah. like it's like an old man knee. Like <laughs> yeah, because you said when I walked yeah. into the gym yesterday, like it hurts because of the rain. I was like, what? like when it gets like humid and rainy and things like yeah. that. Like I, I, I think it's like the metal in my knee, like my robo knee. But oh like, yeah, yeah, that's like it, it, robo it, knee. It, it aches. So like, I mean, there's a lot of days where it's almost every day where like, it crosses your mind, yeah, like, your knee, things like that. Um, and then especially playing like the mental part is just as overcoming the mental part is just as hard as the physical part yeah so to have like clips and portions of that game where i didn't like think about my knee didn't think about any of that like looking back on that that's what 
I was like, right, man. I can, we, I can we congratulate you. I can take that yeah. as a, a positive yeah, thing. Awesome. Forward. That's awesome. Yeah. Getting ready for next year. I'll be yeah. even better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hitting the gym early, you know, starting tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and the words are in Luke Blaine, it's the off season. It's the off season. We work. We work. We work. And, you know, it's uh. Again, as I said, the the, the win loss record doesn't show the heart the uh, mm-hmm. the heart our team put into this. Hey, season. man, there's still a chance. If yeah, <laughs> like like uh, Jacob Janowski said, if there's enough zero win teams, uh, we have a shot. So, but that I, so you're saying if we don't make it, we're just like one of the only zero win teams. Uh, I mean, personally, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's how, <laughs> okay, that's how it would go. That, does, that makes me feel um, worse now if we don't yeah, make it. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's all good. And it, hey, but like we said, we played the best game of the we, year. We last did. Night. We did. Coach Tanner Lambert might be on the hot seat. Well, for next year. I don't yeah, know no. He, I might be. I'm, I'm on the trade block, though. I told you guys. You guys are building for the future. Nah, we need, uh, we need at least a minimum. <laughs> you're a sophomore. I know. I know. You I'm, are the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, well, you're a sophomore, too, so we are the we're actually losing a lot of people though. Like next year's gonna be a totally different squad, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that. I, heard, I actually heard it's Luke Blaine that's on the on the trading block right now. Nah, Blaine, Blaine really? Yeah, Blaine. So, I mean, we got one year left on his contract. <laughs> but um, Hamilton I mean, too, they might package that for like because he's a junior too. That's what I'm saying. You, you package pack. a veteran. <laughs> I think a veteran we're going for the pack. future. Yeah, we got a, a young, that, young because you, know, you, me, Michael Mohe, sophomores. For a team that needs so like that veteran building, experience, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, to you know, try you know, getting a young guy in there. <laughs> yeah, hey, remember my, my, they're asking for two first round picks for me right now. So uh-huh. I might be out of here. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> we we need at least four first round picks and then two, <laughs> and then two pick swaps, and that, <laughs> that that that's just preliminary talks. And we're throwing Michael Mohe too. <laughs> <laughs> and then that when you have to throw in an extra pick at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you, you know, know and then you know who's taking on whose salary and whatnot, and how much salary we're taking on. And yeah, I, I got a big I signed a big off season contract, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, you know, again, as you said, it was a pleasure this season, man. I'm so sad it's over. And I've, there's no uh, five on five league in the fall. Fall is three on three. Well, at least that's how it's been the last two that's years. Crazy. I feel and like it's they, outdoors too. I feel like they also oh, it's blacktop stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's like the rims. It's like a really bouncy rim. Like, and I I told Mount to you play a 21 best of three. So those games can be. They might be honestly. It might be more tiring than the five and five because there's no oh breaks. Oh god, really. yeah. And it's outside. And there's like I only had three people on my team, so I play. And it's yeah. I play oh, you all. played it? Yeah, I did. It, it's fun. It's just outside. Like it could be windy. They don't. Pl- it's, it's not. It's not like winners, right? No, like no. It's it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like October. So it was, no, I meant like. Uh, oh, they said win- oh, like oh, make it like if you make it, take it. Yeah, much. um, it's it's losers. Some teams will be like, oh, we're doing winners, but if you ask the if you ask the like. Because there's no refs, so you yeah. call them. But it, it, yeah, ninety percent of the time it was losers, which you know makes it longer. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But best of three, best That's of three, crazy. man. I've had. There, I've been there for like, not. I want to say I've had games. That it felt like an hour just because when it's when it's windy outside, when it's drizzling outside. Yeah, you know they would cancel obviously if it rained, but there was one time it was getting a little rainy. But where like where where would you guys play them? It would be at like um the the. The towers court. Okay, yes, yeah, that's where I figured. Yeah, it, those yeah. rooms are like nine and a half too. Yeah, so I know. I'm almost dunking yeah, on that. When I was in the dorms, that's where we play a lot outside. Oh, yeah. If the rack was, hey, bad, the, view, the there. views there. It's, the views are so nice yeah. when you just when the sun's coming down. And yeah, just that gives you inspiration for a lot of your quotes. <laughs> it then. did, it did. But the games would be at like 10 p.m., so it'd be cold out. Oh, okay. That late? Yeah, I had a game at like oh my 10, god, nine fifteen. It's eight. wow. But uh, yeah, no, it was a good experience. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm trying to find the standings. For the, the league, the rec league for us, WVU Ghosts, their website is so confusing. Yeah, no, um, well, 
in our dif- division, we're definitely we're last, last. Unfortunately, did oh, anyone go three and out? The PT Cruisers go three and out. Both teams. Yeah, it was PT Cruisers. They won last night. Both teams were two and zero in that matchup. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, we're probably probably might be in last place in the entire league. Honestly, you know, with uh, the nah, amount of the, there has to be teams with worse sportsmanship scores. Uh, yeah, after my uh, complaining at halftime, I think I low-key took us off a point. That's on me. Is that what you ended up with? Yeah, I ended up with a three. But I think everyone usually gets it. I don't know if they give out fours. I've never, I've uh, never I mean, I feel like... I don't know. I was asking for a lot of calls, too. We're in a 36th well, that was place fair. Overall. I mean, they oh, had no, a couple... Never mind, that's my other team. I mean, yeah. You're our tallest. You and I are our tallest. But you're, what, 6'2", 6'3"? Yeah, it was one of my basketball shoes. I'm 6'3". Okay, yeah. So <laughs> you're right. you're a tallest player, and we're facing a six six guy. And then, they didn't give him a lot. Of, I was hacking, <laughs> but like I had nothing else to do, nothing else I could. There's a ton done. of charges we took too, and a couple blocks. Yeah, uh, I absolutely block. flopped on one of them. <laughs> I'm a flopper when it comes hey, to that. Whatever hey, it takes to get yeah, the call. Yeah. Um, but yeah, guys. So so stay tuned, everybody. We'll be we'll be back next yeah. season. You know, <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah. <sighs> How disappointing. It, it definitely does sting a little bit, especially too, because <laughs> uh, you only got three games out of it. Um, I did not know that sign up. I thought we were in at least in four. I thought we would play everybody at least twice. Yeah, the the rotations were interesting yesterday. Yeah, I would have liked to get in a. No, I meant like uh, we'd face the teams. In oh, the oh, twice. oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I, I, it's just a short season. Yeah, you know? like, it's literally your We played our best basketball the last two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like to see what we would look like against uh, the other two teams we faced. And then yeah. how would we face Cause the I think we could, What was the last team's name? Do we know? The one oh, – Will Suf. They're a bunch of law students. Yeah. Will Suf. What's lose. that? that oh, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Their name was Will Suf if we lose. That's I thought a, that was Shout out to them. That's a cool name. That's a cool name pretty funny you know they uh even the pt cruisers that's another another good one yeah because physical physical, physical th- therapy that's fun yeah no there's yeah. a lot of clever what do we think about the 92 ers you like that yeah, i mean it had to be done shout out to the moose for me yeah, oh yeah, yeah we nice. forgot to shout out shout out to joel man he does yeah, a lot for us came in as the moose uh brought the energy got a lot of uh attention the fans man the fans are going crazy you got a ton of pictures it was awesome it was a sold out event it felt like well after the game because everyone took pictures it was uh Doing typical mascot things when free throws are happening. Uh, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, okay. Um, we're going to take a break here. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about the All-Star game uh, and whatever else comes to mind. Uh, you're listening yeah. to Beat the Clock right here on WWFM Morgantown U92, The Moose. 7 to 9. Seven to nine. Wake, Wake up and wake beat up the, the clock with the sports day. Can't beat the clock? Beat the well, then you're going to have to find it as a podcast. Search the sports page on your preferred podcast platform where it's paired up with U92's Wednesday night show, The Sports Page. Wednesday night, 6 to 10 on U92. Join us then as we talk about everything in the sports world. There's always great laughs and fantastic discussion. Beat the clock and the sports page. Find out more at U92TheMoose.com. Have you been missing out on quality sports content? Don't look any further than right here at U92TheMoose. Wednesday night, 6 to 10, it's The Sports Page. You know, the defense kind of gets lackadaisical. Man. Obviously. That's a big word, Brian. Yeah, I don't know how to spell it, so don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means, Sean? Lackadaisical? I don't even know what it means. It just sounded right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, they get lax in their they, effort. They get maybe. lax? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe. Missed it? Don't worry. Subscribe to the podcast and at United2TheMoose.com. Everyone's 
Do you like sports? How about a new perspective on it? It's the Spartaneer Podcast with myself, United 2 Sports Director, Tanner Labor, and my good friend from Michigan State, Ethan Hunter. We talk about everything from the NHL to pizza, college basketball, and golf, and whatever deep dive we have for you this week. It's the Spartaneer, a cross between East Lansing and Morganton, with roots in Columbus. Join us weekly as we discuss and laugh about what's happened. Find it on your preferred podcast platform by searching the Spartaneer or at United2TheMoose.com. That's S-P-A-R-T-A-N-E-E-R. Spartaneer. West Virginia. competition the three-point unit dunk house that's all really fun to watch um and i don't really watch i don't really watch a ton of (laughs) the other all-star games like 